Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, Division of Disability Determination, or DDD as we call it, in agreement with the Social Security Administration, known as SSA, determines medical eligibility for Ohioans who apply for Social Security disability benefits. Our DDD is federally regulated and receives 100% of its funding from Social Security. Under SSA, disability is based on an individual's ability to work. OOD offers vocational rehabilitation services for those individuals who have a disability and want to work. For those who cannot work, disability benefits are a possibility. In this episode of the podcast, I am joined by two gentlemen from SSA to learn all about the 2024 updates related to disability benefits. We have Mr. Brandon Smith, Public Affairs Specialist with SSA based out of Cleveland, and Mr. Robert Fenn, Public Affairs Specialist with SSA based out of Akron. And it's wonderful to welcome you back to the show. I do want to just encourage our listeners if they are just becoming familiar with Social Security Disability Benefits to go back to episode 27 to get a good foundational knowledge of all things Social Security Disability Benefits. It's a a really helpful starting place and understanding. By the way, gentlemen, this is episode 50. Pretty exciting. You're here for a milestone episode all to talk about the 2024 Social Security uh, Disability Benefits changes. So welcome back, Robert and Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Great to have you back. You know, it's been recent mid-October that SSA announced uh, 3.2% benefit increase for 2024. So Before we dive into some specific questions, uh, can you give us an overview of this announcement and, you know, what is important for our listeners to know? Sure, sure. I can take that. Uh, Well, as you stated, in the mid-October, the announcement was made in regards to the increase that so many individuals look forward to um, hearing and knowing um, what's to take place in the next or the upcoming year. And the essence of the cost of living adjustment, and its sole purpose is to ensure that the purchasing power of Social Security uh, benefits is not eroded by inflation. Um, Mm -hmm. The holiday season is coming upon us, and my uncle will gather um, with us, and he will will always remind us how much he paid for a gallon of milk when he was a kid versus (laughs) what it costs now, right? Of course. Yeah, and so Social Security recognizes that, and, and so therefore the Social Security benefits themselves um, are, are subject to a cost of living adjustment. Um, we call it um, a CPIW, um, which stands for the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers, mouthful. Um, but that's determined by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, which is within the Department of Labor. Uh, and so those inf- that information comes um, to us from the prior quarter. So you're looking at the last quarter of the year, 
We're looking at September 30th, going back three months, gets us to June, and that quarter is compared to the prior quarter. Um, Congress enacted this um, COLA provision um, back in 1972, so it began in 1975 that it became automatic for U.S. Uh, citizens who were receiving a Social Security benefit, Social Security retirement, Social Security disability, and supplemental security income to get that increase, again, tied to the Consumer Price Index, CPIW. Okay, great. That's a good explanation. Thank you, Robert. Um, Brandon, how many people are you expecting to be impacted by this cost of living adjustment? Yeah, over 71 million uh, beneficiaries are going to receive the cost living increase. Over 66 million people that are receiving Social Security benefits. So we're talking about retirement, spousal, survivor, disability, children's parents benefits, and about seven and a half million people that are receiving benefits on our federal needs-based program, supplemental security income, better known as SSI. Now, some people are getting both benefits, so there's a little bit of overlap, but in total, over 71 million people are going to get received a cost-living adjustment to their benefits. Wow, big impact. Um, Can you explain credit of coverage and what has changed? Yes, yes, I certainly can. Um, Social Security has a dollar amount that is translated from taxes. So individuals who pay the FICA tax, the Federal Insurance Contribution uh, Act, so individuals pay their tax, that tax amount is where we begin translating it to dollar amounts. And that can change, and because that number is what Social Security uses to see if you've earned enough of these dollar amounts, translate credits, to uh, determine if you're eligible for retirement and disability benefits. Last year, that dollar amount of a person was working, and I'm referring to W-2 wages, or if you're self-employed, the net Mm -hmm. income, those gross amounts, uh, last year or this year in 2023, that amount was $1,640. Because of the cost of living adjustment, in order to earn a credit, it's going to be $1,730. $1,730 gross is the amount. Every year, an individual can earn up to as many as four of these credits. And so, again, you can just do the math, the four times the 1730, or the mm-hmm. four times 1640 this year, $6,560 um, would be this year. Once a person earns that dollar amount, they earn their four credits. For Social Security retirement, an individual is looking to get up to 40 credits, at least um, average of 10 years. For Social Security disability, it a uh, factor is their age. Um, commonly spoken is for those who are age 31, needs to have worked five out of the last 10 years. And so that's where you can get 20 out of the last 40 quarters um, of coverage. So a credit is very important. It is the marker to determine whether or not an individual has worked enough to receive their uh, credits. Okay, got it. Good explanation. And Brandon, how about the maximum taxable amount? Yeah, so just in case people weren't aware, uh, there's a a 7.65 tax rate that's the combined rate for Social Security and and Medicare. The Social Security portion is 6.2% on earnings up to what we we call the maximum taxable amount. The Medicare portion is 1.45 on all 
of your earnings. And as of January 2013, individuals with earned income more than 200000 or 250000 for married couples will pay an additional 0.9% on Medicare taxes. But to your question, for Social Security purposes, that's 6.2%. The maximum taxable amount is going up from $160,200 in 2023 to $168,600 in 2024. So $168,600 is the maximum amount that you would pay the 6.2% on Social Security earnings. Now, if you're self-employed, you pay both your portion and the employer portion. So people do need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things important to us at OOD is supporting individuals that do uh, collect benefits that need to maintain um, a balance. They want to work, but they also need um, benefits. And so we have uh, work incentive counseling that's available. I, I wanted to ask you, Robert, you know, how about these individuals who are in employment and collecting Social Security benefits? Are there changes uh, to the benefits based on how much you earn? Yes. And then this is the part that uh, Brandon and I will uh, tag team on okay. because the public may not have um, uh, a clear understanding when they're hearing work as it relates to Social Security benefits. Right, right. An individual <laughs> who is working um, and receiving Social Security benefits, and, and the common phrase that people will say is, how much can I make and still get my Social Security payment, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, the work requirement or work allowance is based upon the type of benefit he or she is receiving. So I will elaborate on the retirement side Okay. If an individual is receiving a Social Security retirement benefit, um, the what we call a, a work test or annual t- uh, earnings test could be applied. So in 2024, the dollar amount for an individual that they can he or she can make um, underneath their full retirement age is $22,320 next year. I repeat, $22,320. That's around $1,860 gross per month. And and I and please note, I said full retirement age. Uh, the year the person is born determines what Social Security calls your full retirement age, meaning when can I get 100% of what I'm eligible for? Um, feel free to go to our website. You can type in on socialsecurity.gov full retirement age, and there's a chart in which you can review and you can see uh, the uh, the actual year that you're born and what corresponds as your full retirement age. If someone is turning their full retirement age in 2024, that dollar amount in 2023 is $56,520. Next year, that amount is going to be $59,520. So it's an increase of $3,000 compared to this current year of 2023 going into 2024. And once an individual hits his or her full retirement age, then there's no set dollar amount in which a person is held um, against in terms of how much they can make for the year. And then I will tag this back over to Brandon in terms of how it affects for Social Security disability. Sounds good. And so you've got the, the you know the trial work period. Um, it's one of the work incentives that we have. Essentially, work incentives are rules that help 
beneficiaries either enter, re-enter, or continue in employment by essentially protecting their eligibility for benefits or their their Medicare uh, coverage until they are able to achieve what we call self-supporting employment. So the way the trial work period works is I I, I say it lets you sort of kick the tires, not not to be mean to to tires in in working. So you get to test your ability to work for at least nine months. Now, you know, during the trial work period, you're going to get your full social security disability check, no matter how much money you make, as long as you report those, those wages and continue to meet the agency's rules for disability. The trial work period continues until you get at least nine trial work period service months. They don't necessarily need to be consecutive Mm -hmm. within what we call a rolling 60 month or five-year period. In 2023, uh, your wages would be considered a trial work period month if you earn um, $1,050 or more or work more than 80 hours in self-employment in a month. In 2024, that amount is going up to $1,110. So if a person is working a job and let's say they make $700 or $900, that's under a trial work period amount. So that wouldn't even count as one of those nine months. But let's say they make 3000 or 7000 Well, they're making seven. I want to know where they're working. But if they make that amount of money, <laughs> that's considered a trial work period month. But they still get their check as long as they report those wages and they're meeting our eligibility requirements for disability. They can make whatever they want to over the course of those nine months and still get their checks. So, Robert, if 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 someone's you know, quote unquote, working too much, you know, could you could you explain to our listeners about substantial gainful activity and what has maybe changed for the upcoming year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a very important um, aspect of those work incentives um, for individuals to um, have clarity on prior to filing and after the trial work period, um, that term SGA um, can come into place. Now, let me make sure I explain that substantial gainful mm-hmm. activity. Um, it is the gross amount that Social Security is using, again, to see whether or not they can continue forward with processing a claim. So let's just bring in the real world example. Someone is, uh, unfortunately, they have a diagnosis or they're not able to continue to work, um, which is in our earlier podcast. Um, they're mm-hmm. not a- believing that they can work uh, at least a year. Um, that individual can look to file. What happens is, is Social Security will ask the question, are they or are they not working underneath or above the substantial gainful activity? In 2023, that gross dollar amount that Social Security is looking at for a a person who's not blind is $1,470 gross. Or if they are blind, $2,460 gross. In 2024, that dollar amount that the uh, Social Security Administration is going to ask is $1,550 gross, uh, or if they're blind, $2,590. So again, my example, someone contacts Social Security, they're looking to apply, and let's say that they are working and they're making $1,000 gross per month. That individual is underneath the substantial gainful activity, and part of the process that DDS goes through is looking to see, the first step is, are they working or not to determine whether or not 
the local office can continue to uh, send that claim down to DDS. And if the individual was making less than the $1,550 next year, they're going to go to the next step. There's a five-step process that they go through, and that's the first step they're looking at. Now let's fast forward to what Brandon was referring to. The individual has started receiving their Social Security benefit. They have used their nine months, and then there's a couple months that we use called a grace month. Then we look to see, are they making over that same substantial gainful activity? And then that moment is when Social Security may say they need to cease sending out those payments. So that's the number that they're looking for after the trial work period and or when they initially look to file for their benefits. Substantial gainful activity. Thank you. And as far as SSI, Supplemental Security Income goes, Brandon, what is that amount now? And is there anything special you would want to point out? Yeah, so uh, SSI, Supplemental Security Income, federal needs-based program for people that are blind, disabled, or over the age of 65 with limited income, limited resources. Some of our listeners may be receiving it or they're not sure. So I, so Rob and I will just say, hey, look, you grab a calendar and when do you normally get your checks? Because SSI checks are traditionally paid on the first day of the month, unless the first falls on a weekend or a holiday. So in 2023, uh, the amount of SSI for an individual is $914. That's going up to $943. So from $914 to $943 in 2024, mm -hmm. SSI also offers a couple's rate. So if two individuals are both um, eligible and receiving SSI and they become a couple, they'll get, uh, they'll get a larger amount they'll get one check. It's larger than either singular amount. Um, in 2023, that amount is $1,371. Uh, that's one check for the couple. And mm -hmm. that amount's going up to $1,415 as a couple's rate for 2024. Okay. Okay, good. Good to know. Well, this is this has been so helpful, guys really break it down in such an understandable way. Um, for listeners that want to learn more, where should they go? You can always go to our website. Uh, the agency's official website is ssa.gov, ssa.gov. Uh, people can get um, our publications and brochures, our forms. You can apply for benefits. A person can apply for retirement, spousal, disability, Medicare benefits. You can apply for SSI in certain instances. You can um, apply for a placement social security card on our website. You can create a, a free My Social Security account, which opens up the door for you to report wages if you're on disability and working, get benefit verification letters, and do a lot of things. So your gateway to getting information online is going to be ssa.gov. And what about uh, folks that maybe aren't good on the Internet? Is there a toll-free number that maybe they could call? Yes, and there, there are some people that, that believe that they don't have the savviness that they that may take. Um, and Social Security is always offering different options. And so, of course, as Brandon um, pointed out, our, our, our website, which is very easy to use and safe, um, but sometimes individuals – um, or looking to contact us, and maybe it's a more detailed question mm -hmm. that they have. 
Um, but again, again, we do have a frequently asked questions option on our website, but we have our 800 number, um, which I encourage everyone to use. If you're thinking about um, coming to the Social Security office, your local office, um, please uh, be mindful. You can call 1-800-772-1213, 1-800-772-1213 um, prior to you visiting that office, because more than likely, if you come to the office, Without the appointment, um, we're going to have to make a determination of how many people we have staffed that day to be able to fulfill the needs of the number of individuals who are walking in. And so it would behoove everyone to call that number first. Maybe we can answer the question over the phone. Maybe we can send a document for you to have signed and mailed back. Maybe we can set up an appointment at a later date for you. And, and if we do that, please be mindful, anyone's listening to this. Um, the date that you contact us, you are protected by that date. So if we're telling you that the appointment is going to be handled two weeks, two months, whatever away, you're still protected for that date as if we took care mm -hmm. of it that same date. And I'll also add this little inside note. Um, maybe I should whisper a little bit, but uh, <laughs> if you call the 800 number, it's easier to reach us later in the day, later in the week, later in the month. Later in the day, after 10 a.m. Later in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Later in the month, 16th, 17th, on to the end of the month. So um, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm giving away top secrets, but at least to let you know, that's what you can use um, in order to reach Social Security. 1-800-772-1213. Oh, those are great pointers. Thank you so much. Well, this this has been fun. It's always great to talk to you both. Always. It always Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kim, for uh, allowing us. And and, and I, I know how Brandon and I, you know, we can be very conversational. So but we thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> <laughs> All Ditto. my pleasure. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. We welcome you to subscribe and leave a review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.